It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thanking you so much for making us a part of your New Year's Eve or your New Year's Day, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. And if you're in New Zealand... Stephen Adams' home country, or you're in Australia, then it's already 2019. So hit us up at Locked On Thunder on Twitter and tell us how things are in the future. Tell us what 2019 is is about, and if we're ready to go forward into a crazy year, or it's going to be nice and calm. At this point, I will tell you that there is no planned podcast for tomorrow, and we will be back on Wednesday, which will be January 2nd. That being said, if something weird were to happen in tonight's game with the Dallas Mavericks, certainly we would podcast tomorrow because we wouldn't want to leave you hanging with thoughts and opinions um, depending on what went down tonight. I'm not going to try and jinx the Thunder talking about what could happen with Paul George or Russell Westbrook or any of the other key players or even hopefully not another Thunder loss of what we saw last night. But uh, just look for something weird. And if you think it's pod worthy, then Locked on Thunder, at Locked on Thunder on Twitter, tell me you want me to pod and I will be more than glad to do an episode tomorrow as well. Coming up on today's episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast, we will talk about Russell Westbrook, the good and the bad with Russell Westbrook. And he's shooting my argument all to hell that I think he should be in the MVP conversation, or at least he did last night. Got into a a Twitter conversation debate, if you will, with a person who regularly listens to the uh, Locked On podcast network. And he was questioning how I could say that Russell Westbrook was in the MVP conversation. I gave him all these reasons uh, that I thought uh, Russell Westbrook should be in the MVP conversation, and then just... Russell goes out and has a night like he did last night, and Paul George clearly makes a case for the MVP and not Russell Westbrook. We'll have to discuss that. Plus, how how concerned am I about Russell taking so much on his shoulders for Oklahoma City? We'll get to that. In segment number two, LeBron James says that he is the GOAT. I'll tell you why I have no issue with that, and there is somebody on the Thunder I wish would have that attitude a little bit more. And then we will wrap things up talking about how a possible college coaching vacancy could affect the Oklahoma City Thunder in the coming months. And this is a big one, and this is one that I think we all need to keep our eye on. So we'll talk about that, maybe even throw in some New Year's resolutions for the Oklahoma City Thunder, Abdul Nader versus Patrick Patterson. We got it all coming up today on the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I also work for News Radio 1000 KTOK. I've covered the Thunder now for five years. If you like what you hear, please go to LockedOnThunder.com. Check out the website. Look at the audio and the video from all the players and the coaches that we have. Plus, we've got every single podcast archive there. 
And it's an easy way for you to subscribe to this podcast and get it in your inbox every day. Also, if you have a new smart speaker that you got for Christmas or just went out and purchased, say, hey, Google, play Locked on Thunder podcast or Alexa, play Locked on Thunder podcast. And it's right there. Thunder lose last night to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Thunder, really quick, we, we didn't preview this in the rundown, but really quick, there is a disturbing trend right now for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and that is their last four third quarters, the Thunder have been outscored. Um, and this just goes completely against the way that the Thunder have been playing since the beginning of the season where they went from one of the worst third quarter teams in the NBA, if not the worst third quarter team in the NBA last year, to one of the best this year, and now they're backpedaling. And there are lots of reasons for that. Um, You've had guys kind of flow in and out of the lineup, but I think more importantly than anything, it's just that they have gotten into a funk and whatever habits they had gotten out of, they had gotten back into. The other thing that we keep seeing with the Oklahoma City Thunder every single game, free throw shooting, killing them. Uh, Last night, rebounds didn't do them any favors as the Mavericks were also able to score easily in the paint. But the other thing that that you had last night that that really bothered me was that that three-point shooting percentage. And the Thunder aren't good from three-point. They don't shoot well from three-point to begin with. But to take as many attempts as they were in that game last night and to think about the firepower that they've had and how they generally overcome that every single game, it just wasn't there. But they have got to get back on track in the third quarter. That is a must. And you got to do it tonight, starting the da- starting with the Dallas Mavericks. Reason I love them playing this game tonight is, one, they're better than the Dallas Mavericks, despite their recent struggles with Dallas. Two, this is also a situation that gets you prepared for the playoffs. Even if this isn't a team that you will see in the first or the second round, just the back-to-back nights, Different opponents going from home to road, road to home, that kind of situation kind of gets you in that mindset. And what I'm expecting tonight is a pretty intense battle between these two teams just because over the last 24 hours, they've gotten real familiar with each other. And for Dallas, it would be a big sweep to come out and knock Oklahoma City out in these next couple of games. And for Oklahoma City, not only do you need a little redemption on your side, but you got to kind of prove to yourself that you are where you belong to be, which right now is just one and a half games out of the first first place spot or the first seed in the Western Conference. With all that, Russell Westbrook, terrible shooting night, and I've been on the Russell bandwagon uh, this entire year saying that because he's changed his game, because he's become more of a team player, that we need to have Russell Westbrook in the conversation for MVP this year. And I made the argument against stats. I am not a stats guy. I'm not a numbers guy. I I think stats are always good for arguments, but they don't always tell the entire story. And when people start talking about things like net rating being down when Russell's in there or his shooting percentage down, that tells me you're not looking at everything else going on on the floor and how much he's distributing the ball, how much he's getting other people involved. And it also tells me, again, that Russell Westbrook just cannot win with certain people because Russell Westbrook will always be that guy that is just never quite good. His game is just never quite good enough for some people. He's either deferring too much or he's not deferring enough. He's either shooting too much 
or he's not shooting enough. His shooting percentage is down, but his assists are up. Well, his shooting percentage is still down. But one thing with Russ, and to my credit to my friend Zach McCrite, Zach McCrite always said that Russell Westbrook is like the crazy ex-girlfriend. The sex is good, but you have to live with her maybe stabbing you at some point in the relationship. And I thought that that was pretty dead on about Russell Westbrook. So, not so much anymore. Russell Westbrook isn't the crazy ex-girlfriend. Russell Westbrook is your wife. He's your wife because he signed that five-year Supermax. He's a wife because you've been with Russell Westbrook for quite a long time. And your wife is just going to have bad days. For the most part, the good far outweighs the bad. But you've got to take the good with the bad. What, what when, you, when you do your vows. If you don't write your vows yourself, which I didn't, for better or for worse. And that's what you have to deal with with Russell Westbrook is for better or worse. And one thing I don't like about Russell Westbrook, I understand that he's the team leader, is that a lot of times he takes way too much on his shoulders. And I think it's good to say it to the media. I think it's good to have that out there and let people bite on it. But hopefully that is not the way that you're thinking when you're away from the locker room or away from the facility, hopefully you are not taking all the blame on yourself and you do realize it's a team effort. And for us, all you can do is what you can do to help this team win. Now, last night, you didn't help them win. And certainly last night, there's a lot of blame that needs to be put on your shoulders and take that blame. But not every single loss is because of Russell Westbrook, no matter what he tells us. The fact of the matter is, is that it's just not true. And I will deal with Russell Westbrook having a bad game like last night because the makeup for it is what you saw in Phoenix where he goes out and scores 40 points on a night that Paul George is out. Russell can give you that. I will live with last night because there's going to be a game where he gives you a triple-double and the stat lines for this year's triple-doubles are so even that I have to think that if he surpasses Magic Johnson on the all-time triple-doubles list, which would be second, which would mean that you have racked up over 30 triple-doubles this year, you have to be in that MVP conversation. But last night, Paul George certainly looked like the best player on this team. And for a lot of times this year, he's looked like the best player on this team. But when Russ is going to go down that road, What I don't like is overly emotional Russell Westbrook coming out the very next night and then trying to overcorrect what he did. And if there's anything that concerns me about tonight's game with Dallas is that Russell Westbrook tries and overcorrects what happened last night. And I don't want to see that. I just want to see Russ go out and play his game. If PG's having a hot night, then make sure the ball gets into PG's hands. If Schroeder's having a good night, make sure the ball gets into his hand. If it's you and you feel the need to take over the game, then take over the game. The other thing that I would say about tonight's game to be on the lookout for is it's going to get chippy. There's no way that it can't on back-to-back nights because you're sick sick of looking at one another. You you have already had each other. You played a tense game, a tense game that the Thunder probably feel like they should have won. They're going to come out trying to send a message tonight. I would expect there to be more than a few technical fouls In this game, what I don't want to see, though, is somebody important get their butts thrown out of the game. And I worry about Steven Adams and DeAndre Jordan mixing it up a little bit. Um, I worry about there may be some messages being sent to Luka Doncic in this game that probably don't need to be sent. But 
when you have these scheduling quirks and it creates a playoff type atmosphere, one of the things that goes along with that is intensity. And tonight, from a fun standpoint, it'll be a joy to watch, but don't be surprised if you see a, a few technical fouls thrown out. And if you see, um, I would, I'm going to put the over under at two object, two ejections, and I'll go with um, the under. I think there'll be at least one ejection on tonight's game. But uh, this is this is good. This is a great way for the Thunder to end the year is to have a good, intense matchup with a team that they've struggled to. So hopefully it gets them cranked up as we start to make the turn towards January. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up in segment number two, why I have no issue with what LeBron said on his recent ESPN program and somebody else I wish would take that exact same attitude that LBJ has. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. This is Jake from Locked on. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Happy New Year from all of us at the Locked On Podcast Network. And in an effort to make your life a heck of a lot easier, we have several ways that you can get the Locked On Thunder Podcast. And you can get the words out to your friend about the Locked On Thunder Podcast or about Locked On Sooners or any of the other podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. In fact, do yourself a huge favor and check out the new Locked On Hawks podcast. Um, with Brad Rowland as he had a chance to uh, hit for his 500th episode, which is huge. And I know we're approaching that here on Locked on Thunder. We're getting very close to the 500th episode. But for the Locked on Hawks 500th episode, he had a chance to sit down with the Hawks GM. And I'm sure there's some really good conversation about Trey Young. So if you, grew, if you are an OU fan or if you're just a fan of basketball here in the state of Oklahoma... It's probably a really good podcast to listen to. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Just say, hey, Google, play Locked On Hawks podcast. Or Alexa, play Locked On Hawks podcast. Also, subscribe via Apple iTunes. There's Spotify. There's Stitcher. And there's LockedOnPodcast.com where you can subscribe as well. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. And LeBron James on his recent ESPN program called More Than an Athlete made the comment that he is the GOAT. And what he thinks made him the GOAT 
was coming back from the three to one deficit against the Golden State Warriors. That's when he feels like his legacy was submitted, and that ultimately made him the greatest of all time. Now, if you're a LeBron hater, and I get that LeBron is an easy target and has been ever since the decision, and there's a lot of people that like to go for the low-hanging fruit, I have no problem with what LeBron says. Whether I agree with it or not doesn't even matter. doesn't even matter if I think LeBron James is the greatest player to have ever played in the NBA. And he certainly is the discussion. What matters is, is that LeBron James thinks that. And if I'm a Laker fan... I want LeBron James honestly believing he is the greatest of all time. If I'm a former Cavs fan, I want LeBron James feeling that way. If I'm a Heat fan, I want LeBron James feeling that way. Notice I said former Cavs fan because I think there's a lot of Cavs fans that jumped on the bandwagon and then just went with LeBron wherever he went. Either way, I think you're when you are of that ilk, if you don't have that attitude, you're selling yourself short. If Russell Westbrook came out and made this kind of comment, I would be more than okay with it. It would be batted around like it's go- like the LeBron quote is going to be batted around on the jump and every NBA podcast and every NBA show and every sports talk show in America for the next 24 hours. And people are going to kill him and they're going to talk about MJ being 6-0 and and LeBron never did this. None of that is germane to the conversation. What is germane to the conversation is that LeBron believes in his heart that he accomplished something that nobody else could do, and he's doing things on the basketball court that nobody else ever did. And you need to play with that kind of confidence. If you truly are going to be in the conversation for the greatest of all time, you have to believe you are the greatest of all time. And I think all too often, Because guys get killed for what they say, and around here we love to kill Kevin Durant for saying something idiotic anytime we get the opportunity to because it's just, it's easy. It's easy to do. Kevin Durant, low-hanging fruit, boom, you go right after him. And I am as guilty of that as anyone else. I can't go after LeBron on this because it's an attitude that I wish would filter down through the rest of the NBA. In fact, I am sick of people constantly deferring to Michael Jordan as the greatest of all time. It's one thing for a guy like me to do it. It's one thing for you to do it. It's another when it's the dudes playing the game. Somebody needs to want to be better than Michael Jordan. Somebody needs to think that they are better than Michael Jordan. And that was one of my problems I always had with Kobe Bryant is I always felt like Kobe deferred to Jordan way too much. And when you defer to Jordan way too much, you're not... You're not pumping up your own legacy enough. You're not patting yourself on the back enough. And I'm not saying that you've got to go out and be arrogant uh, when you don't have anything to back it up. But LeBron James has something to back it up. Kobe Bryant has something to back it up. Russell Westbrook has something to back it up. If Russell Westbrook becomes the all-time triple-doubles leader, if he wants to put himself in that argument, he's going to make a great case for himself. Because he has something there that's very tangible to throw out and say, well, I was able to do this. And we talk about the undefeated and the undefeated in the championships and the MVPs and everything else that Jordan did. I want somebody to be better than Jordan. I, I don't I don't want to live my entire life 
thinking that I saw the greatest to ever play the game and it will never be better than that. I want to think that somebody is going to be better than Michael Jordan because that's what makes sports fun is knowing that what you saw may may eventually get topped. Something very incredible may eventually be better. There may be something better than that. And there's a lot of times I think when I watch LeBron James, I have watched stuff that's more exciting um, more fun and and quite frankly better than MJ. And the one thing that I've always said about LeBron that that for me puts him over Michael Jordan in my book is that LeBron can play all five positions. Michael Jordan couldn't. Magic Johnson could play all five positions. Michael Jordan couldn't. And I almost feel like the conversation needs to begin with Magic and begin with LeBron before you even get to MJ. But that's just me. Also, it's fair to note that I rooted for the Knicks and I hated Michael Jordan because he always beat the Knicks. And I think he pushed off. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, we'll close things out talking about a college vacancy that could ultimately affect the Oklahoma City Thunder. How concerned should we be? I'll tell you next. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. I want to thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Hopefully, you're going to have a safe, prosperous 2019. There's a lot to look forward to. We have the NBA playoffs coming up. More coming from the Locked on Podcast Network. Speaking of the Locked on Podcast Network, hit our new website up. I say new. It's it's really new. It's been out a few months. And that would be LockedOnPodcast.com. That's LockedOnPodcast.com. Your team every day. And don't forget, you can go to your smart speaker, be it Google or Alexa, and you can listen to any one of our podcasts just by saying, Alexa, play the Locked On Sooners podcast, or hey, Google, play the Locked On Sooners podcast. It's just that easy. Also, Locked On Bama might be good to listen to now, and I think we might even have a Clemson podcast, considering that those two teams are about to play for the College Football National Championships. And Locked On Hawks, hey, you want to hear what the GM of the Hawks has to say? Go to LockedOnHawks.com. One thing to be aware of here in the next few months is Billy Donovan's interest in the UCLA job. UCLA parting ways with Steve Alford today after five and a half years. Uh, his latest loss to Liberty in Pauley Pavilion, which is ironic because the guy that beat Steve Alford on the sidelines for Liberty was coach at New Mexico before Steve Alford was. His name is Richie McKay. Richie McKay got fired. Steve Alford came in, and everybody in Albuquerque thought Steve Alford was the greatest thing since sliced bread. He was a named coach, 
And he was eventually going to get him to the Sweet 16, which never happened. Um, Alford got him to the NCAA tournament a few times, each time making an early exit (laughs) in the NCAA tournament. Uh, But ultimately, he got the job at UCLA. And like every other coach that's come before him, not named Jim Herrick, it's just not good enough at UCLA. Well, one guy that UCLA will definitely be interested in, and his name will pop up, and I'm not starting anything that probably isn't already started by UCLA alums. Billy Donovan, they will think, will be a perfect fit because he's got NBA experience, and he won two national championships back-to-back, in fact, at a football school in Florida. So the thought from UCLA will be, well, hey, if he can do that at Florida, what can he do here at UCLA? He did that at a football school. Let's bring him to a basketball school. Now realizing that UCLA will never be UCLA again, as it was under John Wooden. There's just too many factors that will prevent that. Could they be more along that? Could they be more along the lines of what a Duke is? Yeah, sure. Um, but that's not winning 10 straight championships. And I don't know if UCLA firmly gets that, but they will look at Billy Donovan as a guy that will be attractive to recruits because he has that NBA pedigree. Um, because he is so good, uh, not only just with the X's and O's and analytics, but he is the type of guy that um, could really work with alumni. And there's not much in Billy Donovan's past that would make his hiring very controversial. Would Billy Donovan be interested in this job? Yeah, I think Billy Donovan would. I think it's one of the few jobs that if he were to leave the NBA would really pique his interest. It's going to be something like UCLA, Kentucky, Kansas, Indiana. One of those, not just blue blood schools, but one of those schools where basketball is such the focus that with a snap of his fingers, he can get everything that that he wants from the administration and the alumni. He certainly would have that at UCLA. The problem is, if you're Billy Donovan, and this is why you back off of it if you're Billy Donovan, it's it's everything that I said before. UCLA still has this very unrealistic expectation of what that basketball program is. And there isn't a coach in America, even Mike Krzyzewski, that could help UCLA live up to what they were under John Wooden. So no matter who goes in, you're going to disappoint. And it's almost like coaching in the NBA where you know eventually you're going to be fired. So if I'm Billy Donovan, I stick with the Oklahoma City Thunder. In fact, I don't even make the move back to college for that particular job because if I'm going to go coach in a, in air quotes, a professional environment, I might as well just stick with a professional environment and not have to deal with alumni and donors and boosters and, and, and whacked out fans and just deal with the X's and O's and meeting with the media every day. Believe me, your professional headaches a lot less in the professional ranks than they are in college. So for Billy Donovan, if you're even remotely considering this, I would say proceed with caution. But it'll be interesting to see how much his name gets mentioned among other people. You make the firing midway through the season. Now you can start the progress. And believe me, UCLA's been sending out its feelers for probably ever since they hired Steve Alford, so about the last five and a half years. Real quick, Thunder, um, Abdul Nader getting the start uh, for Terrence Ferguson. Not a great game against Dallas, so this is three times that we've seen Abdul Nader in the last three games. He's had one really good game against Phoenix, 
Not so much against Houston and certainly not against Dallas. Only played 16 minutes. Patrick Patterson played 13 minutes, only three less than him. Patterson looked okay last night. If anything, if you're the Thunder, you you cannot even remotely be convinced that Abdul Nader is going to be the guy that's going to take Patrick Patterson's place. And if you're still looking to fill a void at four, you you need to look... You need to start looking at other teams. You need to start looking at contract situations, see who's on the market, see who may get put out there because right now you just cannot trust what you have it for because at best, Abdul Nader is going to be inconsistent all year long and Patrick Patterson hasn't given you any reason to think that he'll be any better than what he is. This is a situation that if it gets remedied this year is going to happen at the trade deadline. It's not going to happen with who's on the roster at this moment. Also, Thunder still need to look for shooting. So if you're looking for New Year's resolutions, there's a couple. Figure out what's going on with the four and figure out how to get more shooting off the bench. My name's Eric G. That wraps up the Locked on Thunder podcast for today. We will be back right now on Wednesday. But if something weird happens tonight, we'll certainly come back and podcast tomorrow. Hopefully you have a good, safe, happy new year. Um, Wherever you are, be safe. Um, Be safe, be sound, be prosperous. May God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And, of course, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.